Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 20th day of December and the 24th day of Advent, and this is it. We are in the final week of the Advent season on our way to Christmas, and so we're going to focus on Mary this week. I want to really take a look at this woman who becomes the central the, the, the central female figure in the story of Jesus, without a doubt. Um, and regardless of your Christian tradition and how you treat Mary um, post-resurrection or how you treat Mary in the pantheon of saints, um, it's worth taking a look at in this season, right up here next to Christmas Day, as to how she plays in the story of Advent and the arrival and the anticipation and the awaiting uh, of of baby Jesus. And so I want to start in Luke chapter 1, and we've read, we've had several readings over this Advent session from at Luke chapter 1, but yet to actually read this birth announcement from Gabriel to Mary. We've talked about it. We've read little snippets around it, but we haven't actually examined it. And that's what we're going to look at this week. Let's begin in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. Now in the sixth sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now, it's worth noting that Luke will not give the genealogy of Jesus uh, until a little later. Um, Matthew gives the genealogy of Jesus right out of the gate, but Luke waits deeper into his book into what we know as the last part of the third chapter, and he takes it backward from Joseph to Adam, whereas Matthew takes the genealogy forward from Adam on up to, or from Abraham on up to Jesus. And now what what that means is for another time, but it is interesting that Joseph is thrown into this uh, and then of the house of David so that the reader, before he ever reads the genealogy, will realize that we're dealing with someone whose bloodline is in the kingship of Israel. And this is important to Israel because they've been living under the prophecy that God will restore the throne to David and actually under the prophecy that he won't have, uh, there'll come a time when never again will there cease to be an heir of the house of David on the throne. Uh, Israel doesn't even have a throne at this point. And so they're taking that prophecy to be that God is going to restore the kingship to Israel. And to in order to restore a kingship to Israel, he's got to restore Israel. So there's a number of dominoes, so to speak, that need to fall. And Luke is letting the reader know that the fact that this is in the house of David means that his belief and the belief of his generation is that this is the birth. This is the one. It's, it's sort of a a moment early in the film where you see something that's going to be necessary to the plot later. That's sort of what Luke does in this moment. He also doubles down on the term virgin. He uses it in verse 27 twice to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And it's also quite unusual in Hebrew terms to name the woman like this. It, if she's named, she immediately becomes a center of the story. If you'll consider the Old Testament, 
when you read the stories of the patriarchs, if they if the women in their lives are named, they become central to the story. Otherwise, it's just so and so begot so and so. And we know the man doesn't actually birth anything, yet he's given credit for having this child. And so when the woman is named, she becomes a part of the story of covenant. Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Rachel and Leah. And so the naming of Mary should not be overlooked here. It's yet again Luke showing us something about the story that is to come. And having come in, this verse 28, having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And this phrase, highly favored, is the Greek phrase karitu. The root word of karitu is charis, which is the word for grace. And to be highly favored is then to take that uh, sort of to the maximum. We don't see this word again in the Greek New Testament until Paul uses it. In his little letter to the church at Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter 1, when he says, you have been made accepted in the beloved, and the word he uses for accepted is karitu. You've been made highly favored in the beloved. And the angel says to you, blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, this is 29, and this is Mary in reference to seeing Gabriel. She was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And today I want to focus on this Advent reading on the troubled Mary. Because here is Gabriel standing in front of her, delivering a message that you are highly favored. And the reason she's troubled, you would think she'd be excited. But the reason she's troubled is that her heritage, stretching all the way back into the earliest moments of the Bible believes that if you see a messenger of the Lord, you're going to die. And we see that all the way through the old scriptures. And then you get into, say, the judges. And the angel finds Gideon. And Gideon falls down like he's going to die. And the angel says to him, hey, you're not going to die. Get up. He even tells him, you're not going to die. This, I'm not here to kill you. And he has to do that because that feeling is as if you're visited by the messenger, it's over. You don't keep going. So Mary's confused how she could be visited and yet told she's highly favored, blessed among women. This isn't possible that I could be both visited by the angel and blessed by the angel. But it's the troubling of Mary in this moment that leads to her being able to accept what's about to come to pass. And there's no substitute for what you learn in the moment of trouble. And there's no way to quantify what your moment of trouble means to your future. I know we all want to avoid trouble. I mean, who voluntarily walks into a mess? No one. I mean, we, don't, we try to avoid it. We try to mitigate it. We try to, to do everything in our power to make sure that people we love and that we care about don't encounter trouble. But trouble is breeding ground for us to just sort of like the chaos that we've talked about and the darkness, for us to see something that we were not able to see before. And so the Mary that will, in tomorrow's podcast, will get into what she's told to do and her response to it, that Mary cannot be in existence without troubled Mary. So think about this. The you that you are today would not be 
if not for the you you were yesterday. And I'm not trying to be overly philosophical here, but the you that's coming up tomorrow is greatly shaped by the you of today. So this is why you pick up your cross daily, because there's something in you today that will affect the you of tomorrow. Take the you of tomorrow seriously. We do most of the time. It's why we watch what we eat and we try to get enough rest because we care about the you of tomorrow. If we didn't, we would, and and sometimes we get in addictive behaviors and we stop thinking about the you of tomorrow and we start to destroy them. So use what's happening today to influence what happens tomorrow. We're going to get back into Mary and this encounter with Gabriel on tomorrow's podcast. God bless.